People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning and I hope you're all doing well and safe. As usual, welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast, the DG's Podcast, the People's Podcast, people, you know. We hear a lot of different names every day. Well, I hear better yet, not a lot of names every day, but I'm appreciative for the support, people. As you lot know, this podcast... Out of everything, you know, this is the one thing I enjoy the most because we talk about football on a general basis, not that there's much to talk about today and also any other points. And yeah, man, I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm a football purist, so I like to speak about this. I actually look very forward to which should be Mondays and Fridays, but because of the way the fixture calendar has typically been Tuesdays and Fridays, I forgive me, people, because I complicated it for you guys even more by bringing a podcast out yesterday. Um, man said yesterday. I'm even confusing you more. On Wednesday, people, I'm living a day ahead. Uh, big up, everyone, man. If you want context for the time, it's quarter to six over here in the UK on a Friday, people. So by the time it comes out, it'll probably be eight-ish, nine-ish UK time. I'll obviously apply the same logic depending on your time zone. So it is what it is, people. Um, we know the league is drawing to a close. Like, what, next week? You know, next week will be the end of it. Obviously, everyone's going to play on the Sunday or the Saturday, I'm sure, the 23rd of May. I'm, I can't I can't lie, I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure, though. Um, yeah, we're getting, we're getting to an end now. If you're an Arsenal fan, obviously, this week was kind of wavy, but you want the season to be done, man. So, not that there's a lot of Premier League games to go about, but let's go through them. Obviously, on Wednesday, we spoke about what happened on Tuesday in relation to Man United losing to Leicester, Southampton beating Palace. Fulham losing to Burnley and obviously, pardon me, the weekend football that, that that that's taken place. Now, if we look at the football that was played yesterday or Wednesday, people, let's start with Manchester United. As you lot know, Manchester United 2, Liverpool 4, Liverpool 4, Manchester United 2. I know a lot of people would say, obviously as well, we know this game was rescheduled as well because of what happened and we did see some sort of scenes, you know, and buses being blocked and whatnot, but the game went ahead. Now, a lot of people thought it would have been boring and all those sort of things. Uh, to a degree, I thought so as well. But then again, Liverpool's small hopes of top four and all of that sort of stuff is still Man United, Liverpool. You know, United are seeing their neighbours, City, you know. Since Alex Ferguson's left, they finished ahead of them in every in every um, Premier League season. I'm sure I could be wrong. But either way, they're in the Champions League final and they've claimed their fifth Premier League trophy. Obviously, Liverpool... Won it before, has won it more recently than United and obviously they're challenging for other things and, and whatnot. Um, tough week for United, two two defeats as well. Obviously, the Leicester game, there was a rotated of some sort squad against against Liverpool. I can't lie, after United took the lead, it's like they just pressed the self-destruct button, you know. Obviously, before I forget, shout out to Phillips because... I don't think he, well, it's not even that I think. I know, you can see, he's not of the level for Liverpool. He'd do lucky to be there even in a squad role next season. I mean, where's that Preston Donny they bought? Probably going to sell him then. He must not be good. But you all saw that calamitous own goal from that Philip. Shout out to him because he showed good composure to have have involvement in, I believe, Jota's goal. Obviously, he kept the move alive from the corner. And he made a goal line clearance, like I said. I don't think he's levels for Liverpool, but he could have felt sorry for himself. He got his head up. And I can't lie, it did look like you was going to see a bit of a calamitous thing from Liverpool. Because just before that, there was an incident with Alisson having a bit of a brain fart. Cavani should have scored. You know, them sort of things there have been consistent in Liverpool's game. But after that, you know, after... I don't know how Bruno... Bruno you know, I'm not complaining because in my fantasy league, we get the points. But I've seen Arsenal players not get goals because he's hit somebody and whatnot. And how, if Bruno gets that goal, which it hasn't been gone down as a known goal I respect it 
you know, agendas have to run, stats have to run. It's another big game goal for Bruno. I'd be doing everything to get it. I'll be saying strikers finishes going on target. But come on, people, come on. You know, obviously it's not Premier League, but if you do that in Sunday League, your coach, demand them, they're not giving you that goal. You know in your heart that's not your goal, man. You can say you, you you can try and even claim a sweaty assist, but come on, man, that's her own goal. Obviously, Nat Phillips again with respect, he's shown why again in an ideal world he's not cut up the task to play in these games or play for Liverpool. Again, what he tried to do was write in that he blocked the goal, block a goal, a goal bound effort, but he just didn't read it, didn't probably didn't even do what he wanted to do or communicate with his brain properly, and it was a calamitous moment. But like I said, United pressed the self destruct button. In my humble opinion, after that, obviously, I can't even remember the order of the goals, people. But there was one goal, sure. Henderson, um, Fred, you know, obviously you, you can. It's a poor sequence. It's a, it's a culmination of errors. You know, Shaw's trying. Shaw's had a good season. Trying to play out from the back. Henderson's on something else. Fred is getting caught. You know, they just pressed the self destruct button. I really don't know what happened to Man United after that. Really, you know, there was a period towards the end of the half. People actually, when Liverpool scored, is that they. It, before they scored, they were going through spells of pressure. For me, it looked like Jota was going to be the one to make something happen for them. He forced a good save from Henderson. He was involved in little bits and pieces. Should there have been a pen? Probably not, in my opinion. But it looked like he was going to make something happen. And obviously, they quickly got back into the game. When they did score, you know, it looked like they were going to get... You know, it looked like Liverpool would get a, a, a you know a couple today because it's, it's like you know, like I said, United just went to sleep, and this Liverpool could have done a madness. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold for me could have done better for one of the goals, but he was undoubtedly man of the match, controlled the game from midfield. I think him, Firmino, Yota, they all put on a clinic. You know, shout out to Nat Phillips because, like I said, he he, he recovered himself. Um, Yota deserved his goal, as I said, people. Um, for me, you know what, that's his, that, you know, goals are like buses, you know, he's had to wait 16 games or so to bag and now he's grabbed two, you know, they're very much like buses and two eloquent finishes as well, good moves people, obviously Salah added insult to injury and made the scoreline look a bit more respectable um, and put some daylight between the two teams in the last minute of the game, Rashford gave them a hope, Rashford obviously gave Man United a hope, um, making it 3-2 at a point. I can't lie, it, you know, while I think he slipped, I think Scott McTominay is lucky he never got a red. Um, you know, Trent, um, Wan-Bissaka, I like him. He was involved in a lot. But, you know, I, as much as I like his style and I'm a slide tackler, one has to wonder, he's slide tackling an unhealthy amount of times in the game. Is there something he's not or, or, or should be doing? I think Pogba let himself down for one of the goals as well. Obviously, Pogba's strengths are not defensively, but he switched, he switched off. I can't lie, I know Rashford scored, but Rashford on the right-hand side is very atrocious. And you do see the lack of football IQ with Marcus Rashford, really, with some of the dri the dribbles he was making. It just didn't make sense, really. But like I said, United pressed the self-destruct button. Firmino was on crud. You know, Firmino scored his first goal, sc scored his first goals in 16 appearances in all comps since he obviously struck away from home against Spurs in January, people. That that was his longest um, scoreless run of, 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 of his Liverpool, Liverpool career. And it's been, a, it's been a testing season for Firmino, you know, really, you know, he hasn't been consistent in... But maybe not goals because he hasn't been really a goal scorer, but that influence and consistency in terms of influencing the game and being the gel that connects everybody, you know, it quite it hasn't quite been there. And it's not just him, it ain't been there for a lot of players, really. It ain't been there for the whole Liverpool team. Again, this has been an atrocious, let's be real, an atrocious 
attempt at defending the league title and I'm sure everybody connected with Liverpool has disappointed people but it keeps their European hopes alive obviously we all saw after the game Mane completely blanked Klopp he looked absolutely angry with that you know you it's cool but you want to do you want to keep some of that stuff away from camera um, Man United have, have you know in terms of conceding goals at home we all know Old Trafford hasn't quite been the fortress it once was or hasn't been for a while but this season something's happened United actually have conceded 26 home goals in the Premier League this season that's their most in a league campaign at Old Trafford since 1971-72 um, it's a bit of a madness Yota has scored 9 goals in 18 Premier League appearances this season that's equaled his highest total in a, in a campaign in the competition he got 9 goals in 33 for Wolves. So again, the only criticism you can say about Jota is something that's out of his control in that the man's had a couple injuries. But I won't go as far as to say he's the signing of the season. I think actually that that could actually be Martin as a villa, you know, when he's actually you look at the statistics, he's kept the most clean sheets since Brad Friedel. Um, you know, but I think he's definitely up there. Definitely up there without a doubt, in my humble opinion. Um so yeah, man, like I said, United's defending was terrible. Obviously, I think they they when you concede four goals, you can't just attribute it to one individual because, like I said, you don't need Maguire there to, for, for sure. Um, Fred, Hernandez, man said Hernandez, Henderson for one of the goals to do a lot better. But I think they missed the vocalness of Maguire. I think he missed what he actually gives them. I'm sure even the hardest, harshest critic of Man United fan in relation to Maguire would concede he could have made a difference there. United were terrible from set pieces, you know. I thought they brought Greenwood on a little too late, in my opinion. But it is what it is, man. They got after they have to go again, and and like I said, Liverpool keep what is small Champions League hopes alive. Obviously, they want the Europa has to be the minimum. You also Aston Villa. Speaking of Europe, Aston Villa and Everton drew nil nil. Obviously, Grealish is back fit of some sorts. Um, big blow to Everton to to to, to not take three points. Big blow to to actually. You know, European hopes and whatnot, people. Big, big blow. They never took their chances, in my opinion. You know, Martinez was in top form once again. But, you know, nil-nil. The less said on that, the better, really. Obviously, Arsenal actually won a game at Stamford Bridge. We've done the double over Chelsea. You know, a lot of things. Apparently, Arsenal and Chelsea people have the same identical record um, over the last 25 Premier League games, in which, again, I think that would imply that, you know, I think this is where stats are dangerous because it would imply that there's something good going on at Arsenal and, and Chelsea's a bit overrated, which I'm not saying you can't think of these things, but in relation to Arsenal, if we was to scrutinise what games these guys came against, what sequences they ran on, what clean sheets, you know, did, did, with all due respect, the level of opposition that you've played and these wins have been gotten against... Is what it is. Now I'm happy. You know the Arsenal. Arsenal's victory told me something I already know. Obviously, it was different. But if there's one thing you can't really criticize Mikel Arteta about, or one thing you can praise him for, if you do want to be a harsh critic of his, he knows how to play big games. You know, even when we've lost, there's been a bit more respect in the result, and you've seen it hasn't always been right, but you've seen what he wants to do. So I didn't learn too much about him. You know, again, this was a game where we was being proactive in reacting to. Too cool if you get what I'm saying. We knew that obviously, and I don't mind it. I know a lot of people are saying it's negative and things. What do you want Arsenal to do? We haven't got an Arsenal team with Rizitsky, Santi, Nazri, you know, all of these guys at random points who are technical footballers where we had creativity in abundance where we could say, all right, cool. We might be open defensively, but let's try play some ball. I'm not happy with the lack of chances and all those things, of course, but 
one, I, I just think fans lack a bit of balance sometimes. I can't expect Arteta to go in there all guns blazing because we ain't got that team. Psychologically, if we do do that and we can see the goal, our heads are going to drop and Chelsea would slaughter us. We know against Chelsea, it's a three at the back. They want to go forward. They're going to suffocate us in midfield. They're going to drown the midfield. Their, their fullbacks obviously get forward. Their centre-halves obviously are going to do their thing on the ball. Playing three at the back, you need to do that on the ball. Obviously, there was no Kante, Rudiger. There were some changes that... Um, Tuchel's owned up to um, so I didn't mind it we was of the belief of alright cool we'll match everybody win their 1v1 battles and we'll take it from there and you could see it you know we're going long all the time we've learned obviously we're playing short when uh, not for the um, when, when time gives it gives an opportunity but 9 times out of 10 we're going long we're clearing our lines and we're dealing with them threats there I don't mind that you know proactive in that proactive reactive in that we're proactive in that we know what Tuchel's about we know he's going to be the alpha team let's react to that do you get it in the game of course you know I think we started strong I think there was a period where especially when we went a goal up you know shout out to Smith Rowe where I think we was giving the ball away too much. Of course, in the game, we rid our luck at times. What do you expect? You know, we was going to write playing that, 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 with the team we are, playing that formation with those tactics and the team Chelsea are and the players they've got, we're going to have to ride our luck at times. Of course, Chelsea's finishing was atrocious. How Havertz has missed? I don't know. All of them other guys should have scored as well. Um, obviously, they hit the post and, and whatnot. Them games there, when Arteta sits here and tells me about luck, I'm saying, all right, cool, there was an element of luck because whether I agree with it or not, I can see you worked on something all week. I didn't learn anything about Arteta and that I know we can do this, but the harsh critics will say, forget every once where you get it right against United away or Chelsea, there's been times over the 38-game calendar where we've tried things of this nature or bewildering tactics or things out of the status quo, outside of the status quo, and it hasn't banged. You know, there's no coincidence at this moment in time what we've played 36 games, we've changed our squad, our starting 11, 35 times. Some of that has been down to injury, some of that has just been down to chopping and changing, in my humble opinion, which again isn't healthy um, in, in that regards. But again, check out my YouTube channel if you want to hear more opinions on that sort of stuff, people. Um... So, yeah, man, obviously we could have done a lot better. Chelsea didn't have their finishing boots on. You know, I did think we did a good get, good thing tactically. You know, we clamped Mount out the game. We suffocated Pulisic to drop in deep. Obviously, I've said it once and I said it again. If you're going to exploit any area of Chelsea, one criticism you can give this current Thomas Tuchel side for all the accolades, they're prone to individual errors. You know, this today, well, this week for me is Zuma because if Zuma has too much time on the ball, he needs to sort it out. You know, he needs to just bang it down the left hand channel. If worse comes to worse and you don't trust your left foot, it's going to go out for a throw in, which is embarrassing, but you can deal with it. You know, Zuma's taking too long. Jorginho's been warned because El Nene's actually pressed him just before he's lost that ball and then Smith Rowe's right next to him. I don't know if somebody's told him he's got time man on because even though Smith Rowe's pressing him, Jorginho's a technical footballer. I back him to, to, to turn or get a foul of Smith Rowe or you know, just do a thing. He doesn't. He plays a blind pass. Now, again, Kepper should be in his goal. But again, you don't play blind passes. Arsenal have, have, have kind of pressed them into it's, it. Ultimately, it's the mistake in it. But Arsenal, in my opinion, have pressed them into that mistake. And then obviously, Aubameyang and Smith-Rowe have managed to do it. You know, fantastic game from Smith-Rowe. Give the man his new contract. You know, another one from Haylen, considering he's only been in the team since December. You know, we've been, we're actually third in the Premier League table since Smith-Rowe has been there. Obviously, I've got to push some agendas. You know me, I'm not a fan of fans doing league tables um, after Christmas you know coincidentally that's when we won three in a row you know that's the league starts in August so yeah man I think man to a man I can't ask anything of anything more I think El Nene had a very good game um, I, I think the back three worked hard obviously Gabriel a couple nervy moments 
Um, I think Saka and, and, and Tini provided some width. Want a bit more from Odegaard, but in relation to the team, I think he worked well. Um, I think Aubameyang worked very well up there, man. I think he offered a physical threat to to the Chelsea centre-halves, which I didn't think he typically has in him, and I think he worked hard defensively. For Chelsea, obviously, that game there, there's obviously a bit of complacency. You know, yes, there was changes made and it harmed them, but that was still a good enough side, but it is what it is. I think Billy Gilmore was was hot. It was harsh for him to be subbed. And again, Thomas Tuchel said it's tactically, but he looked like he was the one that was going to harm us because we're sitting back. He's enjoying himself, the little flying Scotsman. You know, he's a baller, absolute, absolute baller. Um, but I'm not going to complain. We win. It's our first Premier League double over Chelsea since 03-04. It's our first league at Stamford Bridge in nine games since obviously October 2020-2011. Wasn't that the game where, was that where Santos van Persie and Theo scored? I can't even remember. That's how mad it is. So, yeah, man, we know again. I'm not going to say we know how to play against the top six, but Arteta kind of has an idea how to play the top six. Even when we've lost games, I've looked at it and I said, all right, cool, there's been a game plan. Sometimes he set us up and we've let it down. The problem is... How many times a season are you playing the top six? You know, there's there's however many other games to be played and that's the thick of it. You know, we, we it's, it's, it's what's happening in the middle and the middle, we've made a mess of it through these players and of course, Mikel Arteta, but I'll take every win where they come. We all know Arsenal is no pressure FC. It would be interesting to see if Arsenal did have stronger top four. Well, we ain't got any, but if we had stronger hopes of, of finishing in the top four or doing something, it would have been more interesting to see what happened in that game, you know, because it did look like there was a bit of a siege mentality. There was clarity in our decisions it did look like Arteta was feeling a bit bossy in 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 the post game credit where due we won in it it's a good performance and it's a it's a shame that this is what is I describe as and have described and people have heard this before as a battle we've lost the war United are in Europa League final and getting Champions League you know Chelsea are doing you know they're in there I mean Europa League final and getting Champions League Chelsea are in two finals and I know they're making it harder than it needs to be, but they could finish in a domestic top four place. Do you get it? Um, Spurs right now are ahead of us. I know we're a point behind them and I badly want to finish ahead of them, but they are a point ahead of us, people. So again, we haven't had a season we want to have in, on any front. And these guys, I'm sure some of them would say they want to be doing better, but they've had better seasons than us or would have better seasons than us, provided mm -hmm. the league finished the way it is right now. But we could sit there and go, oh, at least we beat United or took four points. At least we took six off Chelsea, you know, 10 points off two of them teams. That's a good record to have, you know, beat Spurs, beat Jose Mourinho Spurs, fair play. Um, you know, done a couple other bits. But again, that doesn't, you know, that's winning battles. The war is getting top four. The war is showing consistency. It's not, we haven't seen this. And it, and it, this is why Arsenal fans say that age old thing of we're our own worst enemies or they keep using if Arsenal turn up, you know, that, that if button is dangerous for a team that wants to be consistent. Um, that if tag better yet, you know, you don't know what Arsenal you're going to get. You could get this Arsenal, you could get the game, the, t the Arsenal team that threw it away against Everton at home, tried very hard. Don't know, people. So we take it week to week. Again, we did what we needed to do. And if there's any faint hopes of Europe, then the boys have put themselves once again in an OK position. You're playing a Crystal Palace team where I don't know if Roy Hudson's going to be there. I'm sure they want to give him a send off. They're a tricky team to play against. It's a tricky ground to go to on the best of days. You know, they've got good players, as we know already. You know, Zaha, home and away, has spoiled a, lump, a number of parties for Arsenal. Um so it is what it is. And I don't need to tell you a lot about Arsenal Brighton. I don't think there's a single Arsenal fan that isn't scared of that game. So if you want it, it's there. But it is what it is. The less said, the better people. So like I said, there hasn't been too much in relation to Premier League football people. Obviously, we've got the FA Cup final. Leicester versus Chelsea. Hopefully, Kelechi and Acho and Leicester can do a job. 
I, if I had to bet money, I would say Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel probably told them, look, you know what? No one's going home. We're going straight. We're going straight from from Stamford Bridge straight to training people. So I think he he he'll want to do well. He said he rested Kante due to you know cramps and whatnot. So again, the Kantes, the Riddigers, these guys will return. And I'm sure Thomas Tuchel wants to claim a bit of silverware. And I I think both men deserve it. You know, I hope Brendan Rodgers does it because obviously I'm going with Leicester through, you know, friend of an, um, the enemy of my enemy is a friend and all those things. I think Brendan Rodgers deserves it because he's been working well at Leicester. The players also, it'd be a good send off really and truly. If they can get top four and a, and a domestic trophy, then again, that's a good platform to build on next season, especially with having Champions League and with a trophy. We're in the business to win trophies. As great as Brendan Rodgers has been for Leicester, he ain't won a trophy. So it's like 50 years from now. I'm not saying you're not going to remember, man. But again, you know, you're going to remember him over the Leicester team that won the league. Now, arguably, I'd say this team is probably better coached, tactically better, have different ways of playing. But you know which one's going to be remembered. Fair play, you know, that one with, with, with exception to Kante and Mahrez in it. But I do think if this Leicester team... Oh, I don't know. Would this Leicester team of today beat the, the league campaign Leicester? I don't know. Because them and they lost to Arsenal. Them times. But I did see them move to City with Kante and Mahrez. But then again, you know, I just think this this current day Leicester team has a bit more about them. But Mahrez and Kante for them would be amazing. But yeah, man. In relation to the FA Cup final, I'm going with Leicester. Hopefully Leicester can bag it 2-1. You know, I want Leicester to win it. It would be lovely to see Chelsea get to back-to-back finals and lose. Um, you know, if Chelsea do win it, boy, they can only win. They can't win it when the big boys are about, you know. We slapped them at Wembley. We slapped them at their place. We slapped them at, at, at the Emirates. You know, they can't only win it when the big boys are not around. But I won't, I don't want to see it go from being a red, a red celebratory ribbon to blue ones in less than a year, man. I'd love to see them lose. But yeah, bud. It is what it is in that regard, really. Pardon me. It's quite early. And then if we look at games to come in the Premier League, people, um, tomorrow night, well, tonight, actually, you've got Newcastle against Manchester City. Again, Joel Willock, hopefully you can put in a performance. Man City, I'm sure, are in celebratory mood after obviously being crowned champions. But again, they need to think about that Champions League and any air of complacency, um, Guardiola isn't going to stand for it and I dare, dare I say some of you you know you might not you might have won the title but you might not be there next year because I can guarantee you know Pep Guardiola is thinking about who's coming in how do I fix up this team if he wins the league in the Champions League the only way up is that the only way the only direction is down he's at the top he's at the pinnacle the only way to stay there and maybe retain any of these tro- trophies and continue the legacy is to improve and I, I, I listen arguably there's not really anywhere it's, City can improve. Maybe looking for a long-term replacement for Fernand- Fernandinho. I know there's Rodri, but he's not Fernandinho. And he's quite error-prone as well. Um, there's ov- there's obviously things like that. And I think the only area I think glaringly they can improve at is left-back. Because, yeah, Zinchenko does his thing and has been doing his thing. But, yeah, Mendy, I, I think Zinchenko's better than him. I don't really rate Mendy. I think he's a good player going forward. I, I don't really rate his lack of professionalism, his lack of consistency. And I just think he's quite overrated, really and truly. I think they bought the wrong Mendy. I think they need to swap this one and try to get the Madrid one, in my opinion. But it is what it is in that regards, people. So we have to see. But yeah, in relation to the Premier League action to come, as I said, Newcastle versus Man City, Burnley, Leeds, Southampton, Fulham, Brighton, West Ham. Crystal Palace Villa on Sunday. Sunday also sees Tottenham Hotspur against Spur against Wolves. How can they play themselves? West Bromwich Albion relegated. West Bromwich Albion at four thirty will play Liverpool, and you'll have Everton against Sheffield United. You know the Calvert Lewin, the Dominic Calvert Lewin 
derby, I call that, because obviously he was at the Steel City side, Sheffield United, way before he went to Everton. So it is what it is in that regards, folks. Moving away from that, in other news, apparently the Champions League final between Chelsea and Man City has been moved to Portugal, people. Better yet, Porto's Estadio de Jurago from Istanbul, UEFA has announced, people, as you lot know, it's gone from going to England to going to this place and that place. But Porto um, will be awarded the, the final on the 29th of May after talks between the UK government, UEFA and obviously footballing authorities failed to progress earlier this week people it's a sh it's a shame for me but again i don't know how much i can imagine this must be a 20 30 35 40 stadium seat stadium and i know there's covid and whatnot and things to play but six thousand chelsea fans six thousand man city fans 12k fans really really 12k really and you know the majority is going to advisors, sponsors and the rest. I, I think that's a really sh real shame. And really, out of them 6,000 tickets, how many authentic City fans are going to go? Really? You know, also authentic Chelsea fans. We all know there's there's other things at play in that regard. So, again, that's where the final is going to be played. Speaking of Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo's mum apparently has vowed to persuade the Portuguese superstar to return to sport in next season. Shout out to Sport in Lisbon as they won their first um, Portuguese top division title in 19 years. Um, we all know Ronaldo began his, his career at Sporting before obviously playing for Juventus, United, Madrid, having this illustrious career. He probably won't go back to Sporting, but shout out his mum for trying to get him to regardless. Um, we all know there's been different broadcast rights coming into the game people apparently the football league has said the premier league's renewed television deal with uk broadcasters will preserve the status quo of an unbalanced unsustainable and unfair financial distribution model and of course obviously it's a monopoly the same way the premier league sky sports these guys they didn't care about the super league for the reasons of the fans it was the peas the EFL, the same people, but for what it is, the Prem and I agree with the EFL for what it is, but the Premier League has agreed to roll over its existing television deal with broadcasters for a further three years, people. That deal with Sky, BT Sport, Amazon Prime Video and BBC Sport will run from 2022 to 2025. As you not know, the Premier League has promised an additional 100 million of funding to be provided to clubs throughout the football period over the next four years, which the EFL has welcomed. But there's also been expressed concern that the renewed deal will threaten the long-term viability of EFL competitions and clubs in the Championship League One, League One and League Two. EFL said it is important to acknowledge that the current media rights deal will preserve the status quo of an unbalanced, unsustainable and unfair financial distribution model across English football, which continues to cause serious financial issues throughout the football pyramid. While continuing to distort apologies, competition between clubs and threaten the long term viability of EFL competitions and clubs in the Championship League One and League Two. Moving down, they said today's announcement appears to have been a missed opportunity for the government to obtain a commitment from the Premier League to address, address the financial imbalance that exists between the top division and the rest of football. I agree, but then, I mean, you look at the EFL, EFL there's imbalance and, you know, some people can't manage their books. The rest of football and comes just matters of weeks since football and authorities unified with a collective voice to protect the integrity of the top division and wider pyramid in this country. As you lot know, championship clubs are under financial pressure as they try to gain promotion to the Premier League. According to the AFL, this has led to untenable financial speculation and irrational behaviour. So again, while I agree, that's not the Premier League's fault or any Premier League club or any beneficiary from this deal. Control your finances, you know, irrational behaviour. Nobody makes you do anything. 
if I go out on the street, run around naked and throwing, you know, barbecue sauce all over me, I'm going to get arrested for moving like a madman. You know, there might have been a cause for that, but nobody made me do that. So I don't really think that's that. And I just think we have to call a spade a spade. Everybody wants to chop, chop money and it is what it is in that regards, people. Away from that, though, I don't know if you've, you lot have also seen it as well, people. Um, I'm not sure many people will know who Alan Russell is beyond, you know, if you're involved in the football circuit or in relation to his time at England. But Aberdeen assistant manager Alan Russell has left his coaching role with England's national team over a road traffic incident involving his brother. Long story short, people, the 40-year-old admitting allowing Simon a year younger to drive knowing he was uninsured. The FA said that Russell has agreed to leave his post ahead of the summer Euros 2020 finals. And you know the rhetoric would be different if another person did this. This has been swept under the carpet. This is another thing where he could save face. Again, if something happened to somebody out on the street, it would be appalling. And for someone to hold a position like this, it's absolutely appalling, in my, in my opinion, people. Also, if you don't know, apparently, speaking of TV rights, apparently ES, ESPN has acquired La Liga rights through all the way to 28-29. And that could benefit especially those of you that are out there in America, people. So that's that. In relation to anything else, I don't have anything else, people. There's a slow, it's a slow news day in, in, in stuff, you know. Um, Reese James's sister, Lauren James, who's played for Chelsea, who's, who's played for Arsenal and Man United, apparently trying to join Chelsea, which to be closer to her family and stuff. So you could have two, two, two of the James families playing for either team, and you know, I know both Chelsea teams are in the final. It'd be quite great and 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 and, and great to see that sort of stuff, people. Um, but apart from that, there isn't anything else, man. There isn't, there isn't any, there isn't any, there isn't anything else really. I can't sit here and cap. There's nothing else really. You know, the most exciting thing is the FA Cup final to come. Obviously, game of the week undoubtedly was Arsenal Chelsea because we won. From a neutral point of view, I rather enjoy Liverpool United to see a crazy game, to see six goals, and not affect my my heart rate was quite a joy to watch people. But in relation to this podcast, there actually isn't anything else to crack on with. So obviously. You know, if you're not done with the guy, you know, this will probably come out around 9, 11.30 a.m. I'll be live on YouTube. I do a bunch of stuff on YouTube anyway. So even if you're going to miss that, go and check that one out. Make sure you're following me on my socials, Deludaguna04. Please make sure if you're doing nothing else, you're hitting me up on Instagram and Clubhouse. Away from that, though, I'm going to have to love you and leave you people. It's been fantastic to be with you guys, but enjoy what's left of your Friday whenever you're looking at this. I'll be back again on... Let me actually check, people. Is there action on? Is there action on on Monday? I don't think there is. So I think we'll be back again on Monday, people. Let's actually let's actually verify that. So I don't come here and cap to you lot. No, we're back on Monday, people. So yeah, DG podcast Monday and Friday next week. So yeah, I'll review the Premier League action. Any talking points that arrive, we'll obviously speak about. So yeah, man, I'll catch you lot on Monday. So make sure you've set a mental note of that. Monday morning we go again. That will be free podcasts in, in not too distant days. Tell me someone else who's got this work rate as well as the YouTube business. But I've said I'm going to get out of here. I'm wasting you lot's time. Please say, you know, you lot stay safe, stay blessed. Keep, keep your health up. Eid Mubarak to all my Muslim viewers and supporters, them as well and, and stuff. And I'll see you lot again on Monday. People, it's been a fantastic pod, but DG, I'm out. Stay safe. God bless.